Welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet. Today, we have a really interesting episode, but let's start with our sponsor, one of our sponsors, F1 for Help. For the last 20 years, F1 for Help has been perfecting the art of computer repair to get your computer repair done right the first time. Give Joe at F1 for Help a call at 208-687-0183 or visit him on the web at www. Dot f1forhelp.net. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Okay, it's actually, it's Friday and it's snowing. I am so happy, Phil. I love snow last night we were doing dinner and uh i always cue up music before we start and so oh the weather outside there you go shelly was not happy with me (laughs) at all (laughs) it's well okay so we record our episodes on friday so today is actually october 23rd that's the end of october yep you know we're we're just a month and a half from christmas we've had snow at this time of year before oh yeah we've had had snow but Halloween things get snowed on a lot, so yeah. it'll yeah. it'll be gone in two days. I'll be happy. So, how's your day going, Phil? Day's going well, uh, despite the snow. I it's just I know it's coming. I know I'll have to deal with it. Already shoveled the walkway once. I know you. I noticed you did not. I did not. I did not. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fine. It's what? fine. We're gonna have a fire tonight in the fireplace. Have a good night. You know, I was thinking about if I just go spray some gasoline on the snow and set it on fire, the snow will melt. It probably wouldn't work that way. No, probably not. No. No. Probably get arrested, too. <laughs> and it'd be a big mess. <laughs> Your grass along the edge there would be dead. You'd oh. need Oasis lawn. And- <laughs> there we go. That's right. That's right. Good reason to promote our sponsor. That's exactly right. You know, Phil, to, this episode is kind of a special episode. You know, we've done 122 episodes. We've been at this now since August 1st of 2019 i want to take a moment here just to kind of reflect and ask you this sincere honest question here what has this podcast meant to you personally uh you pointed at me instead of the listeners so i would yep no i'm talking to you my business partner uh this is my first foray foray into podcasting and as we've mentioned before, this was a somewhat of a surprise to you that I took what you said way back in the day as, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> and so I felt a little bad, bad about that because I don't want to, I don't want to push my, I really don't like pushing my way into anything unless it's a wine tasting room. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, me, I have no, me, it's a buffet. Well, see, we, we both have our <laughs> passions. And so, um, as a kid, I would pretend to be a radio disc, doc, disc jockey. I would 
you know, you do, you do have a face for radio. Thank you. Truth be told, I actually still do a little bit of play-by-play call in games yeah. when I'm watching it. You like to spin the table? And- well, <laughs> No, not that kind. But just I've enjoyed this experience of being behind a microphone, talking about something I do have a passion about, business, and really, to take that a step further, helping small businesses to grow. I love that. Small businesses are just the core of our existence here in this nation. And I, we're going up against Goliaths most of the time, right? And we can, we can take our market share if we do things right. And so I think that we set out to give really useful strategies and, strategies and tips to the small business owner. I love being a part of that. This has been a lot of fun. Has it been all cookies and cream? I love cookies and cream. This is the business buffet. This is. Has it been a bunch of whipped cream and gooey softness? You know, it's funny because sweets are not necessarily my thing. Now, if you said grilled shrimp and scallops, I'm all over that with some butter sauce. Grilled shrimp with a nice Madeline angevine. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Anyway, we digress to food again, but uh, I, I, I've just we've had our moments of disagreements. Uh, I mean, not disagreements, but you know, we've worked through some growing pains, and uh, we've come to this point, and it's been a lot of fun, and I enjoy the heck out of it. I really do. So right about now, somebody's listening to this saying, "Oh gosh, they're going to announce they're shutting it down." We're not announcing that we're shutting it down, so to speak. Right. <laughs> We're not going away. Business buffet is staying. What it was the one thing in business you got to be very good at doing? Reading the market and pivoting yep. when necessary. That's right. That's right. You know, this uh I explained it last week. This kind of started as an experiment. Actually, for those of you who tuned in on our Facebook live, you've already heard much of this story. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I was simply trying to get around Google censorship to help my clients. And podcasting turned out to be an excellent way to do that. And I had a very systematic approach in order to create the data that I needed for a white paper. And that uh, what Phil was referring to. I said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And he said, man, I'd like to do that with you. Totally caught me off guard. Not that it was a bad thing. You know, Phil and I, we've known one another now for four years We've been in a lot of networking rooms together, and we've brought a lot of joy to those networking rooms because we banter off of one another pretty easily. We've also brought a lot of awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also. Yeah, those of you who know us and have been there, you're laughing right now because, yeah, no, I've been there. <laughs> oh, my god! You gosh. know, so this podcast started as a science experiment for me, and then it changed into once it once the science was settled <laughs> oh, i'm in trouble there <laughs> conservatives guide to american politics wine time friday there we go <laughs> the the experiment became something of a passion i've always liked teaching i was a teacher in cabrillo, cabrillo college in aptos california taught engineering technologies 3d animation I had more than 200 students a semester and teaching three-night classes, working full-time at Texas Instruments, 
I loved what I did. I loved teaching. When I moved to Portland, I, I started teaching at the SBDC. I really love teaching. And this was kind of a, an extension of that. And it, it really became a, a passion of mine. But we haven't really been growing. We kind of hit a plateau, and we, we've kind of we've stalled. And it's kind of forced Phil and I to take a serious look at what are we not doing that we should be doing? How could we reach more business owners, more entrepreneurs? Are we going to keep doing the same thing and expect different results? Yeah, I think that's like the definition of something. Insanity. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. So we're making a change, and we're announcing the change today. Today's episode is really about the change and setting the tone. But first and foremost, you need to understand why. Why would we change what really is otherwise a good thing? I mean, this has been a lot of fun, and and I know that we've helped a lot of people. Uh, I get comments all the time about how such and such an episode helped so-and-so. The SWOT analysis programs were we're kind of a, a, a big push, a big, uh, I get a lot of compliments on that. For the first time I ever had someone come up to me in public and said, you're Phil from the podcast. <laughs> you're a celebrity. Dude, you, got, you have your own theme music and he wears a lot of bling now. He's got, he's got these rings on every finger and a, and a big old magic or a, a golden um, dollar sign on his. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, he's like 50 cent. <laughs> Although I hear 50 cents is going to be like 20 cent if to do. So we're <laughs> just got that. Okay. So, so we're making a change because we, we felt we were, we were missing an opportunity to reach more people in a less threatening way. It's going to take a little bit of explaining here. So what do I mean by a less threatening way? What we've been doing over the last year and some months is really coming on the microphone and saying, here's where you're blowing it, you the business owner. You the entrepreneur, you're not doing it right. You know you're not doing it right. You know this. We're not telling you anything you don't know other than the fact we're bringing over 65 years of our combined experience to kind of help you frame what you're struggling with in a new way and improve your business. But it is personal. It's a, it's a very personal endeavor. And some people kind of feel like, you know, that's a little heavy for me. It's a little, little deep for me right now. And, I, and I, I think what happens, or at least I've heard people say that, you know, deep down this is what happens. They, they know the episodes come out because they subscribe to our channel. They, they, they see it drop. And they say, oh, I'm going to listen to them later when I've got more time to really focus on it. And you know, Phil, later doesn't come around. Not often. It gets shuffled all the way down and just keeps getting shuffled down, shuffled down, and then it disappears. And then before long, there's so many episodes behind. So, well, it's too hard to catch up now. So they miss out. And it's, it's kind of a contiguous program. When you go back, there's, there really was a roadmap to what we were doing and, and the direction that we were going. And, and I, 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 I heard that folks were kind of getting lost. So uh, about six, eight months ago, started looking at ways to change. I guess actually goes even further back, doesn't it? 
we've had some ebbs and flows for the since probably January. Yeah, we've been looking Maybe at February. How do we do this better? I mean, we were at one point we're five days a week. That's right. And and by the way, everybody should constantly constantly be looking at how they can do things better. Don't rest on your laurels. That's right. That's right. So the new format, what I felt was we needed to eliminate or or anesthetize, if you will. Ooh, that's a good word. Ooh, anesthetize write, write that down. the emotional um, hinge point, if you will, of the episode. Take away the personal aspect. Rather than you're doing this wrong, here's a lesson. And, and Phil, I know we've talked about it. My favorite book genre is business fiction. Uh, Dr. Spencer Johnson, Bert, um, uh, Bob Berg, mm. we had him on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, the Go-Giver, Who Moved My Cheese. These, these are books that I read every single year. Um, I got 12 of them. They're sitting right up there on the bookshelf. But we go back a bit further, and Goldrat, The Goal, is the most sold business book in the history of business books. And they're written in a business fiction layout the idea of a business fiction it's yeah the story is fictional it's not a real story but it's a real scenario the principles aren't fictional at all no they're a compilation of problems that we've experienced over time i i didn't want to go pure business fiction so when i presented this to phil actually i I have to be when I when I shared the idea with Phil, I kind of got that. When I walked in the door, he has sicked his dogs on me, knocked me over. Then Ed got on my chest and said, "This is what we're going to do." <laughs> and by the way, I'm not lifting Ed off my chest. Right? Yeah. No. No. You can't. You can't do that. No. I, I got this deer in the headlight looks like I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I had to admit, well, neither do I, because this is really just a vision. I wanted a hybrid. I wanted something that was kind of in between, and it it really took. Uh, a collaborative effort between Phil and I to solidify this hybrid business fiction reality presentation. And so what, what we've got is we've, we've got stories, and we're going to talk about those stories, the first six stories in the second half of today's program, kind of give you a tease on what we're going to be doing. But we start with a fictional story that's a real problem. We bring in the emotion that you, the business owner, the listener, are, are struggling with. These are real scenarios. The names of people have just been changed so we don't get sued. Uh, and then we bring in a business expert to interview. So we mix in an interview with a real business owner that goes along the lines of that topic. Isn't this a lot like a business that's looking to feel to fill a a void in the market. Yeah. I mean in a sense like you know I've got a service or a product and and I need to make sure that there's a a market need for it. Well, in doing your due diligence, there's nothing like this that we found out there. No. And this is going to kind of feed the creativeness, feed the emotional pain points of small business owners. It will connect a character and their personality and what they're going through, and it'll offer a solution. Now, the solution doesn't always end on a high note. 
but neither does business. That's right. And so what we wanted to do is come up with something that even though it's classified as business fiction is far more realistic than what we're doing. And after the break, we're going to tell you about the first six stories and see if you don't agree that we were onto something. Yeah. So, um, working at the computer all the time. And this is something that both Ed and I feel all the time where you get the neck, you know, the neck ache and your eyes are hurting. You get migraines and gosh, Ed, you just said you got a sore back. You've been sitting in front of the computer for hours upon hours upon hours. You know, massage has long been kind of revered as a revered as a, a luxury and we're now coming to realize the real effects massage has on one's health. And we're talking, you know, massage actually increases circulation, stimulates immune system. It lengthens and softens connective tissue. This is something that I get every time I go and see Laura Moog with Abandon Your Aches Massage. She gives me, and I walk in the room and she says, what are we working on today? And she already knows what my answer is going to be, which is you will find it and you will see my head bop up because of the pain at the time. But I'll tell you what, I walk out of that massage feeling 100% uh, more relaxed and it opens up my create my creativity in my mind. Just knowing that she's working on trigger points and pain points in my body that I didn't even know existed were, were in need of her uh, strong strength and touch. And so I would recommend anybody give Laura a call uh, with Abandon Your Aches Massage, and you will absolutely feel 100% better. I've been going to her for the last probably four years now. She is a sponsor on our podcast. We love her to death. Visit ayamassagecda.com. And you know what? They've got gift certificates, Ed. Oh, my goodness. You can, you can give the gift of love. Just visit that website, ayamassagecda.com. Relief. Relax. Refresh. Oh, we didn't even practice that. That was no, awesome. That was really good. It relaxes your body and mind. It, it's very, very needed. No, she's great. She's great. We also get our um, um, incense, not... The, oh, doTERRA. Yeah. We, we the get, oils. We get our essential oils from her. Use On Guard? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah. It's fantastic stuff. You know, if you uh, put a little chili pepper in with the On Guard, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just brings the aroma in the room you know, it's to like a special a, spot. It's like we're on the end of a dock having a conversation, and I'm the fish. And Ed just goes and takes that pole and casts it out and says, you know, if you add a little, I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> chili pepper i'm like you son of a bitch i took the bait <laughs> storytelling 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 what is right in the value of a story we you love like, stories you like that segue if we do we do what when you were a kid phil did your mom read stories to you or yeah. dad yeah we we did that yeah for sure actually they didn't necessarily even read them sometimes they just told them mm-hmm. just on the spot and we had a something every Christmas. Oh my gosh, Ed, you don't even know this. Every Christmas, once we, for you, those who believe in Santa, please step away from the radio. Once we found out 
about Santa Claus in our family, we would share a story. And this was, I mean, this was an elaborate story to the younger kids that didn't know about Santa Claus. And I said, he's a great guy. I know him. He is. Yeah. See him every morning in the mirror. So, uh, sorry, <laughs> had to door was open. I said around he, Thanksgiving, I he's said much bigger than me. I'm just saying, but yeah, <laughs> I said, Hey, Bridget, do you remember, uh, when I picked you up and brought you to the North pole last night? She's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. Well, you're asleep. And so you, and with this whole elaborate story, well, what did I do at the North pole? Was Santa Claus there? Yes. He was not very happy with you. You woke him up from a nap. I mean, just on and on. And I, you love the hot cocoa. It's the best hot cocoa in the world. And once they found out, then they extended that story to the new young ones. It's storytelling has the ability to transform and transcend. It does. Well, and we live in stories. So episode number one of season three will drop next Tuesday, November 3rd. Is that next Tuesday? A week? Ten, yeah, a week yeah. from, a a week week from, from today. Because <laughs> this, is, this is being published on a Tuesday. So a week from today. And this first story, it's about a gentleman. It's a young man who feels stuck in a dead-end job. It's pulling him away from his family. But rather than accepting the situation as something that cannot be changed, Tommy the forklift driver, he takes life into his own hands and turns to entrepreneurship in order to fix things. And Tommy wants to go into the lawn care business. Mm -hmm. And his idea, he works, see, the thing is he works nights at Costco as a forklift driver. And, and he's missing the time with his wife and daughter. This uh, story kind of touched me. Yeah, and, and one might think, well, how are you going to, Make a living at, you know, five bucks a yard. Well, that's what a kid gets paid, maybe. Right. Maybe not anymore. Maybe back when I was a kid. Yeah. No. But, you know, uh, if you start gathering clients, building a company, then you can make that break. And it takes work, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But the way the way this story came together, uh, it, it started with a quote. Audie Murphy was the inspiration for this particular episode. And the quote is, lead from the front. Don't lead from behind. Don't be mealy-mouthed. If you're going to do something, get out front, do it, take the fire, and you'll be better for it. Can we just be honest? You can't really lead from behind. You can't. It's not leading. You can't. No. no. It's following. It is. and But yet so many small businesses, they think they're leading from the front. In reality... They're yeah. not. Yeah. They're letting fear, they're letting emotion drive them. So as, a, as we were writing Tommy the Forklift Driver story, uh, we saw that there was this interplay of emotion. This, this gentleman who really wanted to make a change in his life so that he wouldn't miss the important years with his wife and his daughter especially. And turning to entrepreneurship, something that he did as a kid, and making that a grown-up job. And there's some trials and tribulations that you, the listener, are going through. So whether you're starting a lawn care business or not, what we were shooting for is the emotion behind what it means to leave the security of a regular paying job and go out on your own and start a business. You know, I get, 
I've had debates and arguments with my family for years. And they would say, Phil, why do you still keep hitting your head against the wall? Why don't you just go work for someone and get that security? And I would say, you've got it backwards. You do not have security when you work for someone. You think you have security until such time is that they feel like they need to move in a different direction or they need to downsize or, heaven forbid, they go out of business. That is not secure. Secure is when you don't rely on someone else. You rely on yourself. And then you realize, hey, I have no one to blame but me. And you go out and you figure it out and you make it work. And that's true security because you have, you have, you have the control to move forward. You're not relying on someone else. You know, and it, this is an important segue because the second story, it's about David, the social media guru. It is based on a quote from Colin Powell. And what, what Colin Powell is, said was, so often, people, once they get a job, stop looking for work. And major, major wow. challenge. I mean, when I heard, and I've, I personally heard him say this, when I, when I heard Colin Powell say this, it, it meant nothing to me at the time. I was in the military. I was a musician. I was in Europe why would I be looking for work? But when he said this to a crowd of people, a room full of people, 15 years later, as I'm in the corporate world, the light went on. The light went on. So this story, it talks about a social media marketer who is having a hard time making financial ends meet. He has made bad decisions in the past, which he blames for his current situation. So now he is struggling with the unknown and fear of making another bad choice that could spell disaster for his business. This guy's not named Phil, right? No, no, no. Okay, David. good. It, it, it's David. Uh, uh, okay, it's, good. Yeah, yeah, good. David. Whew. Didn't know if you're like trying to project my future or something. Now, I, I don't want to give away the end of this story because no. this one is powerful. But we interviewed somebody for this episode that it's raw. I have to say, Phil, this is the best interview you've ever done. Thank you. Yeah, this is a great, great interview. You know, it's been my belief that it's not so much the interviewer, but the interviewee. It and is. when the interviewee, you can get them to open up, it it changes everything. Magic so happens. what we do with these stories is where there's characters. It's, it's told mostly first person. There's some narration. And then we intersperse in the interview. So what you're going to hear is David's struggle and the challenges that he's having. And there's an emotional bit that hits every one of us who are entrepreneurs. You got to tune in for this one. The second week in November. This is going to be powerful. I think this is going to be a dynamite episode. Our third one, this one came it's to like me. It's like a week before Thanksgiving, the yeah, third one. Yeah. This one kind of came to me as a, a moment of inspiration. And I, I, got, I, I got really excited about this one. I haven't even shared this with you. Really? I called a few developers and dropped this idea. This, the third one is titled Mike the Home Builder. It's about a home builder struggling to find work during, get this, a national pandemic. Well, we don't get those. Do no, we? no. <laughs> when a small idea presents a big opportunity. We're immune to pandemics, aren't we? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So the, I'm real excited about 
Mike the Home Builder episode. The other thing, too, and um, you know, Phil and I are still exploring this. These are regular characters. We're going to come back and revisit Tommy. Mm. We're going to be revisiting David and Mike. They're not going away. Oh, I love that. You know, the, you, the listener, the entrepreneur, you and me, Phil, we struggle with these things. And there's moments where, you know, we, we take this chapter to conclusion and then we go away and then we come back and now we got to revisit. Where's revisit. Tommy? Where's Tommy? Six months ago, this is what was going on. That's right. What's going on now? Yeah. So Mike, the home builder, is going to come up with something. He's going to turn something tiny into something big. Then episode four is Alicia, the caregiver. This one actually was an inspiration that Phil dropped on me. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's about an out-of-work caregiver who meets a family struggling to take care of a parent with dementia. Mm. The family struggle becomes an entrepreneurial opportunity of a lifetime. You know, they talk about the silver tsunami, Ed. That's right. We the age right, wave. That's right. We're right in the, really on the cusp of that right now. And uh, so this is, this is uh, very relevant. It is. You know, and... Uh, the one part that makes me sad is we're not going to be able to tell when you're struggling with the silver tsunami. Well, you can, but then you'll say, will you just please put your shirt back on? <laughs> <laughs> so Alicia, the caregiver, we've got, um, we got a local gal that we're going to be interviewing on that one. And um, while she's not a caregiver, the challenges that she's had in life are directly applicable to the challenges you, the entrepreneur, are struggling with them. I'm excited about Alicia. And then another one from the mind of Phil. Hmm. Go figure. Diane's happy time child care. It wouldn't come for me because I don't like kids. Well, it's funny. You are a kid, so that's a little ironic. <laughs> but this is a story about a woman who sought a career in child care only to be faced with a life decision that turns her world upside down. Let me just say this, folks. Mm, this could get ugly. Not all businesses succeed. Yeah. What's the percentage of failures out there? I mean, you hear stats all over the place. Well, I think there's a very high percentage of businesses that don't make it past the two-year mark. That's right. And then even a higher that don't make it past that five-year mark. Yep. So. so. And, of course, the last one is the best name of all. It's the best one of all. You're not going to say it, are you? No. Oh, damn it. You'll have to tune in. No, I'm going to say it. Okay, good. Say it. It's Pete's second time around used clothing store. What's Pete's name? Pete. What's his last name? You're going to have to wait. Oh, see? Yeah. No, That's so good. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, no. So good. It's about a man who stitches a garage sale into a clothing empire. What we're doing is we're pulling out ideas of life. We're pulling out the entrepreneurial spirit that you're struggling with. The, the reality of business world meets podcasting. We're bringing in real business owners who are struggling with the same issues, the same problems that you have. We're removing that personal nature where we're saying, you're doing this bad. And instead, we're presenting a lesson in a way that's memorable, using the power of storytelling to give you a lesson that you're not just going to learn from, but you're going to remember forever. You may even get a little bit of uh, music, dramatic music, to help lift the mood and dictate 
where things are going. You know, I probably should have had a cut from the first one ready to play here, but nah. <laughs> a tease? We call that a tease? Nah, nah, nah. Make them wait a little bit. But this is true story. Now, Phil and I, okay, we're not real old timers, although you got a birthday coming up, don't you? I do, yep. yep. And this is kind of a... Yeah, number. I guess if you consider 60 a big one. Yeah, this is a real big number. Well, it's a right. number's just a number. It's huge. You know, just because you're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> this is a big, big number. Just 60. I mean, it's it, it's round. It, you know, you can draw it with one line. But at least it's not upside down. Well, that's true. I'm just saying. That's it. Because that's, it. that's 30 years from now, and I am not looking forward to that. 60, and, big in deal. In fact, your birthday, doesn't it? Hit on the day we make this change, or isn't it November third, fifth, November fifth? Yep, almost had it, almost. almost. But you're that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, happy birthday! Thank you. Well, I guess I should wait. Now I jinxed it. No, it is snowing out there though. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing this because a, it's going to be a lot more fun for us. I am just having a blast recording these episodes and. Second, we're both grandpas. We remember the radio era, the shadow nose, <laughs> with music and sound effects, and the storytelling came to life. And we believe we've hit that. And I'm inviting you back on November 3rd for season three of the Business Buffet. One week from today. One week from today. Phil, take us home. So we have uh, introduced a new sponsor here in the last couple of weeks, um, Oasis Lawn, Lawn and Pest, and our friends Aaron and Chelsea. And, you know, you will see their truck all around the neighborhoods of Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls and even up in Rathdrum. And they are, they are great people. Aaron has been working on making my yard lush, as well as some trees that were really starting to uh, lose some needles. Uh, he did some deep root uh, fertilization and work on that. Uh, they're a locally owned uh, business and family here. They've been doing business for five years and gosh, Aaron is just great. He is a good guy of high character. They pride themselves on offering excellent customer service and giving the results that actually show. And, and I look down, well, today I'll look down the street and every lawn will be white. But there are times where I look down the street and mine is the greenest lawn. And you know, it sounds so superficial, but it, I'll tell you what, a green lawn just just looks like a healthy lawn. And that's just fantastic and honestly they um, employ environmentally friendly techniques and products i tell you if you have a chance uh give them a call at 208-921-3686 or just visit them online at oasislawnandpest.com Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.